babies. Triple IPA at 10 a.m. does sound like a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's first step, right? Admitting it. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm not going to admit that. Not at okay. all. Okay, me neither. Uh, what do you say we start the show? Speaking of problems, uh, the uh, Simplified Sports Show, latest and the greatest in New England sports. Feels like an angry show coming up. Feels like we've got a lot of anger to get off our chests. Which we shouldn't. It's it's a good time to be a Boston fan. Is there a show that isn't generally angry? Not in this town. Not Blues in Clues. A... Blues Clues. Uh, fuck Blues Clues. Well, we I was talking about our show. Okay, go oh, show. fuck off, Ray. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. The, the 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 general demeanor on this show is uh, fuck everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> world, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of that, Heim Bloom can suck a chode because the Red Sox, uh, ladies, on that. Not obviously. easy. Nope. Uh, over the uh, over the uh, what is what was yesterday uh, Wednesday night, twelve sixteen. I think it was actually technically, Xander Bogarts reported signed with the San Diego. Padres, 11 years, $280 million. The Red Sox were off by a mere $90 million or so. So I, this is going to be our first segment. lot to get to. I won't take up too much time. But let me – how did I write it down here? Oh, yeah. The Red Sox are just a bunch of dickheads. That's basically it. They're playing with their dicks in the sand. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're constantly defensive. They're, uh, the plan to build the farm system over the last four years has basically failed. Uh, their product on the field has failed. Last place finish again. Feels like the team quit. They don't have a direction. They don't have identity in your in, – your captain for all intents and purposes, Xander Bogarts guy has been here for 10 years in your system, just left town because you couldn't give him a comparable offer for one time in the last three years, which is a, 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 a pattern being played out now with John Lester, Andrew Benintendi, Mookie Betts, Xander Bogarts, Devers is next. Uh, it's just a very frustrating time to be a Red Sox. We'll go through the lineup in the team. You we won't even recognize half the fucking players. Never mind, are they good or not? It, there's just no identity. It's not. It's not an easy team to root for. Um, and Heim Bloom has failed on every single aspect of of what they've asked them to do. Fuck the Red Sox, Bobby. Thank you. I want to talk about somebody with a can-do attitude, and that's Bill Belichick. Okay. <laughs> Bill Belichick, when asked about making a change with offensive coordinators, said, mm, I don't know, it's, it's kind of late. I don't think we can do that. Mm. Bill, why don't you tell us what you can do? Because you are only telling us what you can. Bill Belichick, when asked about making a change to the offensive play caller, said he likes the way it's set up. Bill, what can we do? Because recently, all you're doing is telling us what you can't do. And let me tell you what you've done. The first round quarterback we've drafted regressed. He sucks. You've led us to national humiliation in every national TV game we've had, so much so that NBC decided we're not going to show that. Flexed you right out of that. I'm happy. And it's that. also proven that every, I, I can't say every, a lot of the roster moves we've made, failures. The draft that we were touting earlier in the year, not looking so good right now, except for Zap Daddy. But so <laughs> it's not looking good for Bill. I, other than a four and one start, get 10 wins, a four and one ending and get 10 wins and finish the season in style. I, I don't see how this isn't a true dumpster fire and there isn't actual changes in the offseason. 
I got an answer for you on that. Let's wait and find out. But uh, Arrow certainly pointing down right now for uh, for Bill Belichick and his coaching staff. Didn't do himself any favors this week. Raymond, your opening take. <clears throat> Thank you, Richard. Uh, this week, uh, probably one of the worst trades of all time has gone down. Uh, Herschel Walker to the Minnesota Vikings was one. You know, Dallas traded five players in a first-round pick. Uh, the Hornets traded Vlade Div- uh, Kobe Bryant for Vlade Divac. Terrible pick in draft and trade. Uh, also, Babe Ruth for a musical. But now Joe Biden just trumped them all by trading the merchant of death for Brittany Griner. Russia just got a hands down the best selection out of that trade. And we got Brittany Griner back. Yippee, a girl who hates America, who kneels on the national anthem, who hates being here, didn't want to be here because of her rights and blah, blah, blah. How was that uh, prison camp treating you there, Brittany? I bet you they didn't make you do that in America. Welcome back, bitch. Well put. <laughs> uh, yeah, old Sleepy Joe might might end up back on the show. We'll see. I have to wait till the end to find that out. Uh, we'll be touching on the Red Sox, of course. Um, we have a player profile coming up. There was uh, one signing that actually uh, was pretty good for the Red. There was a couple good signings for the Red Sox. It's just been overshadowed by their incompetence. Um, oh, is that the we- righty? Is that the righty from Japan that you're talking about? Yeah, pretty close, right? Uh, Belichick standing pat. We'll get back to the Patriots, their matchup with the Cardinals, uh, coming up on Monday night. Uh, I do want to talk dumpster fires in the NFL. We were supposed to get to this last week. We didn't. I think I wrote them down here in the uh, email. So that will make, if it's not in the email, I don't read it. So we'll see when we get there. Uh, I think we have five dumpster fires. We'll power rank those. A uh, little world cup update. Soccer guy, Ray, just oh. real quick. Is Argentina still in or? Yeah. Interesting. Biggest upset in the world. Still playing. I hate you. How I could fucking it, hate you. How could it be? Uh, and then, uh, speaking of bot pods, we'll go to the simplest minds of the week. Back to Sleepy Joe, perhaps. This is the Simple Mind Sports Show. Friday, Rewind, December 9th. Welcome to the show. Killed it. Killed it. Killed it. I got something. And apologies, President Biden. I didn't mean to call him Sleepy Joe. <laughs> Show some respect to the office. Uh, speaking of respect, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, we are the number one New England sports radio show on iHeart and the self-proclaimed number one New England sports show on iTunes. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, tell your mothers. Also tell them about Dubby Energy. Uh, W.GG is where you want to go for this, the uh, the hottest new energy drink on the streets. Uh, you want to go to W.GG, type in promo code SIMPLEMINDS for 15% off all your orders, W Energy Drink. All right, let's get back to uh, the Red Sox and their supposed hot stove. It's actually been not a not a terrible MLB offseason. Uh, some big names going down. We had the Aaron Judge signing going back to the Yankees. Um, but sticking with the Red Sox, it hasn't Bogarts. been a good. It hasn't been good for the Red Sox, is what you should say. MLB, great. It's been moves galore before winter meetings. Red Sox, not so much. Go ahead. Yeah, no. It, it started out real shitty, real slow for the Red Sox. Um, there was a couple minor moves, some moves they missed out on. We'll get to, and then we had uh, yesterday, kind of a we had the Henley Jansen signing. We had the uh, 
uh, how do you pronounce Yoshida that? Tanaka. Nope. nope. Masataka Yoshida. Oh, Masataka, uh, Masataka <laughs> Yoshida was signed. Uh, and that, you know, things are looking up. Things are looking up for the Red Sox. Now, now why do we know that those signings were made? Here's a little, put your tinfoil hat on, boys. Uh, I never take it off. Masataka <laughs> Yoshida uh, the the Red the Red Sox had to post fifteen point four million dollars to to get his rights. They then had forty five days to sign him to a contract. They signed it within like forty five minutes. You know why? Because they knew Bogarts was about to sign away from the Red Sox, so they had to put some good PR out there. The first was Kenley Jansen, two years, thirty two million dollars for a thirty two year old uh, closer, arguably one of the top five closers of all time, you know, borderline hall of famer. Uh, The name has been out there for a long time, 10 years with the Dodgers world series winner, so on and so forth. Fine. Nice. You bolstered your bullpen. You needed to, you had a Chris Martin signing earlier. Um, You had a Jolie Rodriguez, whoever the fuck that is. And then he had the, you know, this Japanese kid, which not a lot of is being, not enough is being made of the fact that they signed the Japanese player on Pearl Harbor Day. Just another, come on, Red Sox. When you said that. Striking out. And I'll tell you what, you know, there isn't anything more than the average Boston baseball fan likes more than the signing of an international player. (laughs) That really gets their juices flowing. I'll tell you what, as opposed to signing their homegrown player that they've known their, you know, for 10 years. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Someone who's not following the team very intimately. Uh, Xander Bogarts has been a shortstop for the Boston Red Sox for 10 seasons. Why keep that guy around? Oh, by the way, he's possibly one of the best uh, hitting shortstops in the league. Uh, yeah, why, why keep that guy around? Why offer him a contract a year and a half ago that would have satisfied his needs that would have got you know. So the report, uh, the Red Sox offer that they did give them uh, Bogarts inevitably was six years 162 million about 26 per whatever that works out to he got the 11 years 280 million with the padres no opt-outs in that fully guaranteed full no trade clause the red sox contract apparently had a bunch of opt-outs and a bunch of bullshit going on in there of course they didn't want him plain and simple last year you signed trevor story uh in spring training essentially um, either for Bogart's insurance or they felt like they needed to make a splash on the PR game because they didn't sign anybody last year either. Whatever. Either way, it signaled the end of Bogart's, and I just don't get it. He's one of the best shortstops in the league. He's your system guy. He's grown up with you. He wanted to be here. He's performed in Boston, which is not easy to do. <laughs> like, what? That's a no-fucking-brainer to sign that guy. Now, 11 years at 30 years old? Okay. I get it. Um, that's a long time, but shit, he's going to give you another five good years of baseball. All baseball contracts end up like this. You always eat crow at the fucking end of these. That's why they either front load them with the money or back load them with the money or, or, or Bobby Bonilla out for another 20 years. You know, that's how they get away with it in baseball. This is just how you do business. And the Red Sox didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it with Bogarts. And it's a shame. It's a fucking shame. Cause uh, it feels uh, like we said this before though. Is this a purely financial decision or is there a different reason as to why it wouldn't get done? Is it something personal? Brady a la Brady Belichick? No, <laughs> it's just hi, uh, John Henry's an idiot because he let Mookie Betts go, who was another homegrown talent that he didn't want to pay because the market was going to be too much for him. And now he's doing it again with Xander. And watch, Devers is the next shoe to fall and he's going to be gone. I don't know if it's strictly money. It doesn't, the logic doesn't add up for me when I put it all together. It just seemed like they didn't want the player. And that could be from 
the nerds and the analytics. We heard it as soon as Heimbloom took over three years ago. Uh, we started here. Xander, Xander's not good enough defensively. Xander doesn't meet all the metrics. He doesn't check all the boxes in terms of a, a MLB shortstop. And it, the writing was on the wall as soon as he got here. I just think they're, if that's the case, I just disagree with them. I think they're fucking wrong. <laughs> you got a guy that hits 15 to 20 home runs and hits 300 at shortstop and his def- defense is decent. You sign that guy. Not to mention, you ke- you've, you're, you've come in last place now five seasons under John Henry. This guy was your de facto captain. If, if you didn't have the C on his jersey, he was the guy. He was your identity. He was the Boston Red Sox. And you just let him walk away. You just let him walk away for absolutely fucking nothing. Now, here's what your lineup looks like without Xander Bogarts in there. Tell me what kind of team you are. Tell me who you are. Your leadoff hitter is the new Japanese guy, Masataka Yoshida, who, by the way, is also 30 years old. So where are you starting with this kid? Man, not a kid, man. He's unproven, hasn't obviously played in the MLB. Kiki Hernandez, inconsistent, unreliable. Uh, even when he's on the field, he gets real, real streaky or he gets hurt. He's your center fielder, hitting second. Raphael Devers, the next guy, next homegrown talent to be kicked out of uh, Boston, doesn't probably is pissed and doesn't really want to be here. He's hitting third. Trevor Story, uh, inconsistent, streaky hitter, going to move over to shortstop. I don't know if his arm can handle it. Alex Verdugo, simply average. That was your Brittany Griner. Uh, return in the uh, Joe Biden uh, comparison there. For Mookie Betts, yeah. For Mookie Betts. Tristan Cassis, Cassis, uh, unproven, came up last year, had a slow year last year. Seemed like it's going to take him a while to get used to the bigs. Eric Hosmer is fucking old. Uh, Christian Royo sucks. And Reese McJerky jerked off in a Kmart parking lot. So that's your Boston Red Sox for 2023. Your rotation consists of Chris Sale, who falls down on bikes, James Paxton, Paxton, who doesn't have an arm. Nick Pavetta, who is as average as it gets. Brian Bayo, who's unproven. Garrett Whitlock, who belongs in the bullpen. And some combination of Cutter Crawford and whatever bullshit uh, you want to throw in that fifth spot. Raymond, can you tell me what the identity of this team is? Can you tell me who the fans should root for as they raise ticket prices yet again in Boston to climb even higher as the highest price ticket to get in the MLB? Who, who are we looking to go to see? Who are we looking to go see as Red Sox fans? Uh, Devers, maybe that's probably about it because he's exciting and young, 25 years old. But other than that, this team sucks. There's no one to really root for. It's just so you're a, just, it's you're like all a, rentals. It's Baltimore. It's Baltimore and Tampa Bay. That's what you're watching right now. You're, it's not even Baltimore and Tampa Bay. I'll get to that in a second. Baltimore and Tampa Bay have roots. They have guys that have come through their system. The Baltimore Orioles are about to be stacked with young, talented guys that have come about, through their system. The Red Sox, that lineup is full of fucking leftovers and unproven guys that you've never heard of. It's a rental team. It's, it's a, a rental approach. Team. It's a Belichick approach. It is. It it seems Ooh, like there we go. Thank you. The the uh, the Bloom approach. The, he he was brought in to be cheap. He was brought in to rebuild the farm system, but he also has to compete. And I don't think he knows how to do both, which is why he's failing at both. And he and when it comes to the big league roster moves, he's not looking to identify talent and go get it. He's looking for value and to uh, capitalize on value. Hence That's the, just not a uh, thing in Major League Baseball, though. You can't play the value game. It's if you want somebody, you have to overpay. Mm-hmm. It, it's been that way for decades. Other than that, now, you're just running you? young guys out there. Yeah, you got to go one way or another. This is what this is how baseball works. It's because they manipulate their service time and they've set their arbitration and free agency rights yeah. so so much that 
players hit free agency at 30. So that's yeah, you, when they're looking to get paid. You get paid you for what you did up, previously, baseball. not what you're going to do. Say that again, sorry. You get paid for what you've done previously, not what you're going to do. Right. It's all front-loaded in baseball, and the Red Sox either think they're smarter than everybody or think they're better than everybody. So when their homegrown talent, who they've manipulated and underpaid for 10 years, finally comes up to, to get paid, and on the back end of that, you got to eat four or five years of that contract of under underperforming, well, it's just, that's just coming back around. That's just coming back around because you've underpaid them in the first five years. That's how baseball's always been done. Under Theo, they got it. They paid their guys. They paid their the Bedroya, Ortiz, uh, Derek Lowe, Veritek. You had a cemented core of a of a championship roster. This team has no core. They got nothing. They got nada. And it just it, it literally just goes against the culture of Boston, where they they want to have people to root for. They want that. It's a slap in the face to the fans that that want players that they can grow with. That that's that's really the core issue that that I'm seeing because you're you're mentioning all these players that they're just letting go. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. And Heim Bloom had the audacity after after missing out on uh, Jose Abreu by forty million dollars, uh, a bevy of uh, starting pitchers, Zach Eflin, who went to the Rays for the same amount of money. Uh, Tyler Anderson, Andrew Heaney, uh, Tommy, uh, I never pronounced this guy's name, uh, Kale, who went to the Yankees. Bloom came out and said, I don't want to, you don't want to, the history has shown that you don't want to sign players who don't want to play in Boston after he missed out on all all the guys. Who was the guy that went to the Red Sox for a contract and then went to the Rays and said, Hey, they're offering me this? And the Rays didn't even have Zach Eflin. Yeah. That's crazy. The highest, the highest contract the Rays have ever given out in free agency was backdoored by Zach Eflin himself, not even his agent. The Red Sox offered Zach Eflin a deal, what I think it was two or three-year deal. Uh, and he called the Rays and said, Hey, Red Sox are giving me this. Can you match it? I'll come to you instead. So that's the state you're at in the Red Sox. And you just came in last place. Like, yeah. what's the motivation for players to come play for you? Because you're the fucking Red Sox? No, 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 no. You got to pay. That's gone now. Yeah, that, that doesn't matter anymore. And even if it was there, you know, it's not even the Red Sox. This is another Patriots uh, uh, fallacy. People don't come to play for the Patriots. They came to play with Brady. And the and same thing with the Red Sox. They went to play with Ortiz. Or they went to play with Pedroia. They went no, to play. No, no, no. Fuck you, Ray. Or, they, or even the manager can have a swing. Tito had a swing. Uh, Cora um, has a little bit of a swing, but. Not, not enough to, when you're in the basement of the fucking AL East and you're for the and modern you're... athlete. New England is not a desirable location. No, not, not in the least. So there you have it. Um, oh, this was a, what I was going to talk to you about, Ray. You mentioned the, uh, the Rays and the Orioles. Even so, if you look at the Red Sox and you say, okay, fine, they don't want to spend big money on, on older players. Do you want to try and redevelop the farm system? You want to start young. Let's say you even strip it down to the, into the, uh, to the threads and start with all young talent. They don't have enough good young talent. Mm-mm. The Orioles have five guys in the top five, top 10, top 12 prospects. 
Adley Richman, Richman, the set, uh, the uh, catcher that came up last year, was the number one prospect in baseball for all that year. Gunnar Henderson is now their sec, is now the second of all baseball. Grayson Rodriguez, Jackson Holiday. That's five guys that are going to be in the MLB in the next year for the Orioles. The Blue Jays already did it. Guerrero, Bichette, Biggio, all under twenty-five, all playing for the Blue Jays um, as as their young core. The Yankees have the number one, number five prospect in all of baseball at shortstop. And Anthony Volpe, and they just went to the ALCS four years in a row. So it's not like they're in need of a, a youth swing. And they just went out and spent their money on their guy, Aaron Judge, because they know they're the Yankees and they're worth $7 billion so they can spend money. And the, the Red fans, Sox? Well, first, the Yankees did also because they didn't want the fan backlash of not signing a homegrown talent. Maybe. But look, Aaron Judge took less money to go to the Yankees. So uh, either they had Brian Cashman is. Uh, continues to be a good pitch man or they've built a culture. They've built a winning culture where you, you want to come back and you think you can win. You know, they've fallen short four times uh, in the ALCS. They got to get over the Astros hump. They've built a winning culture. Yeah. They have a team of, of guys that want to do it together. The Red Sox have a rental squad yeah. and, uh, and they're in the prospect pool is garbage. You have Marcelo Mayer, who's the fourth overall pick after that horrific 2020 season with, I'm Bloom. Um, number four overall pick is number seven prospect in baseball. He's your savior. If he can come up and be a cornerstone, then that's that's what you're hoping for. Other than that, you got Cassis and Bayo. Bloom didn't even draft those guys. And beyond that, there's not another prospect in the top 25. I don't think in the top 50 for the Red Sox. It's garbage. They're the number 11th system in all of baseball after four years of Heim Bloom. The Yankees are 12th. The Dodgers are second. We have like a $225 million system. So got to love it. Got to love it. They're going to be sucking for years to come. Jaron Duran, Jeter Downs, Bobby Dalbaugh, Connor Siebel, all young guys that have come up and failed for, for Bloom and the Red Sox. Just, just a fucking shitty, shitty. Got to love it. Shitty time to be a Red Sox fan. Forgot I was wearing this hat. Makes sense now. <laughs> uh, quick break and let's do our prayer player profile from the uh, land of the rising sun japan oh, right Thank you. <laughs> masataka yoshida i tried to do that not Mimicking, not like uh, mimicking the Japanese accent to to belittle it, just to try and make it easier for you. Be respectful of oh. of the language. It showed. Like if uh, yeah, Masataka Yoshita, that would be more. Masataka Yoshita. That was not the first time that you've mimicked any sort of Asian language because you absolutely. Uh, Yoshita with that. a big, big, big homa. Sayonara, Yoshita. That That would be... That was good. Your ability to do that is startlingly good, Uh, number one. Uh, Look, whatever. Asian accents are funny. Uh, Matsutaka Yoshida is uh, Japanese. Oh. Breaking news. He's also 5'8", 175 pounds. Wow. Pretty big, Ray. Wow. He's average and he's skinny. Imagine being 175 pounds. Oh, man. That would be the day. (laughs) <laughs> that would be the day. You're 175 pounds in your chest. 
he was born July 15th, 1993. That makes him 29 years old from Fukui, Japan. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, he's an outfielder. He throws right and bats left. One now, let me ask you this. One more time. If if you were a baseball player known for your hitting skills as one of the most refined hitters in uh, Japanese baseball, uh, and you batted lefty, don't you think you'd be referred to as a lefty? No, because you throw righty, dummy. Mm, I'm pretty sure his, his profile makes him a hitter. I write with my right hand, jerk off with my left hand. They don't say, oh, raise a lefty. No. I'm a righty. I just do all this. Is that true? With my left hand. Is yeah. that the way you do it? Yeah. He's lying. Why the switch? Swear on my kids. Why? Swear up. On... Why? He likes the stranger. He likes. It's not a stranger if he does it all the time. I'm an am- that's normal. Am- am- ambidestrous. Am- so there's a reason. That's true. Yeah. What is the reason, Ray? I just... It's not a stranger right. anymore. It's very known. It's well known to you. Exactly. So if you went righty, then it's the stranger. Yeah, but it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> Gross. Uh, he went to uh, Segura Kai High School. What? This is going to be tough. Saruga. 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 Like uh, on uh, Street Fighter. When he goes, Saruga. <laughs> yeah, Segura. Oh, Segura. Segura has a, yeah, uh, he's Japanese. a bit about that too, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, he was a uh, first-round pick drafted by the Oryx Buffaloes in the 2015 MPB draft. Uh, he chose number 34 in honor of your guy, Ray, uh, Bryce Harper. Smart man. Isn't Bryce Harper the same age? How old is Bryce Harper? I think he's younger. No? Is Bryce Harper 30? Bryce Harper's in his 30s, but this like cool. he's a couple years older. That's like going to Keep a ball talking. game and Keep wearing talking. a uh, wearing another grown man's jersey with his name on the back. Uh, just, just a little bit creepy. Well, at this point, if any of us do that, that's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's that, that was the point, Bobby. Yeah, Ray wears a lot of jerseys because he's um, insecure about himself, so he likes to pretend to be. Bryce Harper's else. also thirty. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird, Masataka. Um, I'll give you some some accolades here. So he played for the Oryx Buffaloes, same team as Ichiro, by the way. Uh, he's a two-time Pacific League batting champ, 2020, 2021. Uh, he is a Japanese series champion with a couple walk-off home runs, by the way. Oh, uh, four-time Pacific League uh, Best Nine Award. Don't know what that is. Four-time MPB All-Star. Interleague Play MVP. Fukui Perf- Perfectual Honor Award. What the fuck mm-hmm. is that? Yeah, you know He did his is. homework. Yeah. <laughs> One-time MPB All-Star Fighting Player Award. That's very Japanese. They uh, make them fight, style. too? You can fight? Yeah, wait. MPB home run derby winner in 2021 as well. I can't wait uh, till he charges the mound in the uh, in the Olympics. Uh, as a player, he really strikes out 41 strikeouts at 508 plate appearances, uh, twice as many walks at 80. That's good as a leadoff hitter, by the Why way. Why are we right? talking about this fighting thing? Like, no, you we'll just, get back to yeah, it. You mumbled think... it and didn't even like go on about it. That's, yeah, that's uh, that caught my ear. We'll get back to it. Oh, okay. Uh, he signed a five-year contract with the uh, Red Sox on Pearl Harbor Day. Five years, $90 million. Uh, that is a record-breaking deal for a Japanese player, uh, position player, surpassing uh, Suzuki, who signed five years, $85 million with the Cubs uh, a couple years ago. Here's a scouting report. Quote, he's 
He has quick flat swing from the left side and consistently barrels balls in his elite hand-eye coordination. He has good rhythm and balance in the batter's box and is able to hit multiple pitches, including a high-velocity fastball as you'll see in the MLB. Yoshida is an aggressive hitter who uh, attacks pitches early in counts and mostly hits hardline drives from gap to gap. He has expert command of the strike zone and had more walks than strikeouts each of his past four seasons as an MPP. Yoshida play, uh, shows raw power in the batting practice and had three 20 home run seasons in Japan. However, his power projects to be fringy in the MLB. It goes on to say he sucks at defense and is very slow on the bases. Also, not coming to the MLB with a gyro ball. Uh, RIP Dice K. I don't know if he's dead. Small That's your uh, scouting report on uh, old Yoshida. He three twenty six batting average, career batting at nine fifty seven OPS, career. Uh, pretty pretty good. I think he's the sixth player Japanese Red Sox player to uh, play for the Red Sox. I don't know if that's true. Well, sure he's the first. True. He's the first Japanese player to be signed on Pearl Harbor Day. That I believe probably is true. Where's the uh, fighting fucking information? You said there's more to it. There's nothing. You say it's coming. There's nothing. Uh, well, why don't you give me your, just give me your uh, impressions on the uh, profile of Yoshida? I think he's going to be a fan favorite. Yeah. Don't know what he looks like, but I think he's going to be a fan favorite. How can he wear 34? Isn't Ortiz fucking Ortiz's numbers retired? Yeah, he's not going to be able to wear 34 with the Red Sox. Sorry, no. bud. Uh, Sorry, Ortiz, Yoshida. Ortiz means more than. Bryce Harper in the uh, in the echelon of Red Sox baseball. I just wanted to hear more about the fighting. Not mad, just disappointed. That's all. Yeah, give me a second. All right. You are you googling it? Hmm. First you... thing that comes up is uh, Japanese fighting fish. I Ooh. I did click on that because I would too. It's, it's hard not to. So Do they I got, really fight? Do they really I got fight? wrapped down that for just about 30 seconds. Now I'm back here. It looks, just looks like an MVP. I think it's the MVP award. For fighting. That's disappointing. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe it was just a typo. That's, Maybe yeah, it was just a typo. Uh, you know what? Tune in next week. I'll have more for that. On oh, More for that. <clears throat> oh, all on right. Okay. right. I'm excited now. I'm looking forward to next week. Your leadoff hitter, Masataka Yoshida. You could do that better. Uh, now it's all over to headlines with others. One. Oh, thank you. Uh, let's start positive and, and negative there, boys. Uh, both the Celtics and Bruins have started a West Coast trip. Uh, the Celtics took on the first place team in the West in the Phoenix Suns, beating them 125-98. And Woo! at times we're up, we're up to up 45 points. Uh, both Jays led the way with 25 apiece. Uh, the Bruins shut out the defending cup champs, the Colorado Avalanche, for nothing. Taylor Hall had two goals, with Pasta and Trent Frederick each adding one. Linus Ulmark with the shutout. And Imagine the- if we weren't such a shithead show and the good things that we could talk about with the Red- with the Celtics and the Bruins. Yeah, but we like the negative. We just spent 45 minutes uh, shitting on the Red Sox. Yeah, because they suck. You have to. And we're shit about on to it. transition to shitting on the Patriots. <laughs> I am. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Patriots lost on Thursday night football to the Bills, twenty-four to ten, and at and cameras caught Mac Jones yelling on the sideline to let him throw the fucking ball. Next up, Monday night showdown with future MVP Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. And lastly, the Red Sox. They signed two players: Masasaka, Matasa, yeah, Yasita. 
on a five-year, $90 million deal. Then closer Kenley Jansen on a two-year, $32 million deal. But lastly, Heim Bloom let Xander Bogart slip away, and he is now a San Diego Padre uh, with a 11-year, $280 million deal. I, this isn't a segment for us, but I uh, watched some of that Celtics game today. They They're fucking good. annihilated them. They're they good. took it seriously. They took They're it as good. a showcase. They're good. Do you have best record in the West uh, was the Suns. They got Chris Paul back after a month. And uh, yeah, they were up 45 midway through the third quarter. That's they had 69 at halftime. Nice. Blowout. Blowout Central. They got the, uh, got the Warriors on Saturday. Who kind yeah, of stink? They kind of stink this year. Curry is hurt. Is he? Mm. You know what? I, I saw another stupid quote from Draymond. He said, um, "He he said that LeBron is the greatest ever, and he defended it by saying because Michael Jordan didn't run into the greatest team ever assembled in his uh, Warriors that won seventy three games." <laughs> That's a, no, quote. I like that quote. That's literally that that is so self absorbed that I like it. That's it's good. like your team choked against LeBron and fucking Kevin Love. So therefore, Michael Jordan wasn't the greatest of all time because you guys choked and LeBron won. Yep. <laughs> Spin yep. spins on central from Draymond Green, who by the way would just be a fucking guy on any other team. Amazing. What a what a career that guy's made himself. Good for you. Uh all right. To the Patriots, Belichick staying course, as Bobby pointed out in his opening take. Um, it's just too hard. Something Ray has not said for uh, many, many years, 20 years, even if he goes lefty, right, he doesn't matter. Uh, just too hard to uh, to change coordinators, to change offensive scheme, to, uh, to do anything different offensively as the entire world has now caught on to how bad Matt Patricia is and what a mistake it was for Belichick to, uh, to give him that position, uh, multiple positions, offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, play caller. Uh, and when asked to, uh, if you know changes were needed, he said, not right now, which opened the door for a lot to speculate that more changes are coming. He went on to say uh, this, quote, it hasn't always been the same problems or it hasn't been the same problem on certain plays. Sometimes that's shifted. And there's certainly been some plays that haven't matched up well against the defense when they were called. So. Whether that's design of the play or whether it's hit against a certain defense, those have come up as well. This was just a quote from a bevy of quotes that wraps up in "you suck." Yeah. If if it's not We're just one problem, saying we have a fucking shitload of problems instead of saying we have one, and he's justifying that. That's his justification. We're bad at everything. Yeah, it's just like we're not doing the same thing wrong all the time. It's just every time we do something wrong, it's a little different, which is all the time. <laughs> it's worse. <laughs> uh, so uh, no bad. one's been running with that quote is the one that caught my eye. Like he just admitted they suck at everything. I think he knows. I think he knows. He, he, he absolutely knows. knows. Of course he knows. There's no way he doesn't know. He knows good football. He's not stupid. Uh, Mac Jones, the only adult in the room, uh, had this to say. He said, uh, quote, we're all super competitive. Anytime it doesn't look good on film, we want to be coached hard. Uh, that's what our coaches are doing, uh, going to do. It's everybody being accountable. 
That's the definition of tough coaching. It's hard conversations. If something may have gotten uh, right with a, if something may have gotten right with a player, can he does he not know how to talk? If something may have not gotten right with a player, that's not how you say that. If something may have not gotten right with a player, simple mind, Mac Jones, terrible quote. (laughs) Hey, you did this wrong as a player. It's okay. How can I fix that? I think our coaches have done that and we have to walk in and uh, all right, what's the problem? How can we solve it? Yeah, no, he's Alabama education and didn't do him any favors. Bobby, feel free to continue. Uh, Anything you'd like to say based on your opening take or Ray, if you'd like to uh, hop on the train of shitting uh, down Belichick's. Belichick's throat before we talk about the Cardinals. No, let Bobby go. No, no, Bobby, please. It's your opening take. Have at it. Yeah. I, Bill Belichick said at the beginning of the season, if it goes wrong, blame me. So let's blame Bill. All these decisions were his, and he's basically justifying it by basically saying it's a four-year plan, where it's like all of these decisions are leading to like my ultimate goal, and then you'll see how smart I am. That's not happening. It's like, it's three years now, 2020, that's fine. Everybody was on board. 2020 is going to be a bad year. We all had fun watching Cam Newton play like an idiot. Okay. Last year we had some hope, Mac Jones. Okay. They won some games, went to the playoffs. Obviously there was a ceiling. This year we expected growth and it's been an absolute fall off a cliff. And you can see how the long-term decisions made basically, let's say last year, since 2020 was supposed to be the reset year. Now we're saying this is the reset year. It just isn't, I'm not seeing how these decisions have are working or how they're going to. Yeah, there's no um there's no forward progress. There's not there's nothing moving forward. It's mostly going backwards. At best, you're stuck in the mud. Um, and it's and it's purely offensively. And you're right, I don't know, like, I don't know what. Belichick is thinking it's almost like we've said this before, like he doesn't care enough and he's just willing to throw some shit against the wall and see if it works. That's what it feels like. That's that's honestly what it feels like, or he doesn't want to bring in a Bill O'Brien or um, uh, somebody with offensive pedigree that might push him, that might uh, challenge him. Uh, at some point in time, he just kind of wants to be king of the castle and walk around, uh, you know, emperor with without clothes type of deal, and uh, not have anybody push him. But that time's run out. You know, the 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 push is coming, it, whether it comes from the crafts or from the media, or whatever else. If Matt Patricia remains offensive coordinator next year, I, I don't wow. think that, that's possible. It's just not possible. Not possible. Uh, also, the. What he says that it's too late right now to change up the offense. That's a lie because when Josh McDaniels got let go by the St. Louis Rams as an OC, he swooped in and brought him right in midseason. It was probably like later end of the season, kind of like this right now, and let him be a consultant, which basically means he's still helping out with the offensive coordinator and giving him plays and what works and what schemes work against different teams. So the whole it's too late right now is bullshit. He's done this before, so why not do it again? Alabama's out of the playoff, out of the national championship playoff. Call up your boy down there and say, hey, is Bill O'Brien available? I'd really like him on this team next year as my OC and maybe the successor when I'm done. So try to do it now before it's too late, before other teams swoop in and get him. Well, to that point, too, last year Gruden got fired from the Raiders. They had an interim coach and then started winning games. Yeah. There wasn't a team that was in more turmoil. They had a player kill somebody, 
Gruden gets fired for <laughs> all his emails, whatever it was. Right. And they go on a, a winning streak. Then Josh McDaniel shows up and fucks it all up. But <laughs> I yeah, mean, like, they, yeah. Josh McDaniels, the Patriots changed their offense midweek. Um, someone said this. It was Gasper. Uh, when Brady was suspended, Garoppolo got hurt. They weren't sure if he was going to play. He turned out to be a pussy. Then Jacoby Brissett had to take the ball. They changed their offense within a day from the Garoppolo-Brady offense to Jacoby Brissett. That it, it, It's absolute bullshit. Either he's sticking up for Patricia or he's sticking up for his own uh, you know, his own reputation and hoping that they can drag something out of this offense in, in the final weeks of the season to say, see, I told you. Um, but you're absolutely right. They've brought in consultants, quote unquote consultants, more times than I can count, um, ex- specifically on the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, and Billy, o, that's a great point. Alabama's out. They're not in the playoffs. And yeah. who gives a shit about whatever bowl they're playing? And if it's not the national championship, they don't care about that in Alabama. Call up Billy O'Brien, put him on the fucking sideline. And uh, and, and see what you can get out of Do to Patricia what they do to kickers. Bring in somebody else to stand over his back. Even if it's not outside, give give somebody else the play sheet during the game. That happens all the fucking time in the NFL. You don't have to completely uproot your system. Just give somebody else the play calls. You know, from what from what I've heard now, with more information coming out, it seems like it's not even necessarily the play calling. It's just the entire scheme and the whole offense that blows. But even still, uh, like you said, Bobby, you know, you, a Gruden gets fired midseason. You bring in a new coach. You got a spark. You got a different energy. Um, you can get something out of that. So speaking of that, what can they get out of the offense? What can the team get out uh, of themselves Monday night uh, against the uh, Arizona Cardinals, the last primetime game of the season because you got flexed out against the Raiders because you blow. The Arizona Cardinals will land on our dumpster fire list, which we'll get to in just a second. Uh, they are it's the they dumpster are, fire game of the week. Yeah, they're both a couple dumpster fires. They're in turmoil. Give me a couple fee- key factors, Ray. What are you looking for? I'll give you one before you go. Uh, it's the worst red zone offense in the Patriots. Where the fuck did Ray go? <laughs> you weren't looking. I was waiting for you to see it when you asked where it was Ray. I didn't want to mention it. Right above my nose. Right above my nose. I didn't want to do it on fucking camera. Sorry. <laughs> Worst red zone offense of the Patriots versus the worst red zone defense in the Cardinals. Something's got to give. Bobby, I already know where you're going with this, the mobile quarterback thing. I'll get to you in a second. Raymond, yes. your, your your key factors to the game. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's going to guard him? Who's going to cover him? Obviously, we saw uh, the Jones boys can't do it anymore because they got lit up on uh, Thanksgiving Day and against the Bills with Stephon Diggs and Justin Jefferson, respectfully. So, yeah, who's going to cover him? It's going to be a fucking blowout on Monday Night Football. Patriots are going to get spanked, and it's going to be hilarious. Bobby? Yeah, it would just honestly at this point piss me off if the Patriots win, because then if they win, (laughs) then you get some hope, and then they're going to screw you again later. So, I, I, but I I don't think they're going to win. I think they're going to travel over there. I think Kyler is going to run around. I think it'll probably be a more competitive game than the Bills were just because, I mean, the Bills are a better put together team than the Cardinals are. And the Cardinals traditionally fall apart as the year goes. But I I just think that defensively, they're not going to be able to handle what they're going to present in front of them. And the Patriots haven't shown that they can score points consistently. So I just think that they're going to lose the game in a traditional way. They've lost it this year. Yee, 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 a little faith, you dumb, 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 dumb. Fuck Here, you. Watch this. Look, the Cardinals, the Cardinals fucking suck. 
The Cardinals suck, and their defense is atrocious. Their secondary is god-awful. We saw what they could do against Minnesota in a bad secondary. Patriots will put up 20, mid-20 points this game. Guaranteed. They will. They'll come off this week, and they'll put up 20, mid-20 points. Watch. I bet, you they, I bet you they don't make it over 20 points. Can I? Okay. Let's. Well, you already owe me, owe me 20. You want to double down on that? Double or nothing. You got it. Um, can I ask you something? DeAndre Hopkins, I know, obviously terrific. Is he the same type of wide receiver as a Stephon Diggs or a Justin Jefferson? Answer, oh, no. No. He's slower. He's not as quick of feet. I'm not saying they're going to stop him because he's got hands like a fucking gorilla out there. He can catch anything. And Kyler Murray is a wizard on his legs. I, yeah, that might be racist. I'm going to have to beep that. I didn't mean it like that. It just meant he had really good hands. I just, I they, they give me a close game. Give me, a, give me an opportunity for Kyler Murray. Give me an opportunity for Kingsbury to to fuck up. Uh, the Patriots want to drag this out. They want to play in the mud and run around and let Belichick handle the clock and handle the decisions. I, it, this is a game I think that they can win. The only way they lose is if Kyler Murray runs for 185 yards and three touchdowns, which, which could happen. You you might have maybe you have a Ravens game on your hand, um, in that sense. But uh, I think the Patriots will score points. I think that their second, the secondary, if when the Patriots and Mac Jones go up against a good secondary, uh, they're in trouble because the receivers suck and the and everybody else sucks. But again, it's a bad secondary. You got enough talent to get open. I think they'll go mid twenties, and and I think they'll they'll collect some points, twenty seven to twenty one type of game. Are we giving predictions? Sure. Let's hear your predictions. Uh, Forty nine to twelve. Have you watched the Cardinals this year, Ray? They suck. Have you watched the Patriots at all this year? I just watched them two weeks ago put up points against the fucking Vikings. They they put up. Yeah. I mean, I know we're we're down on the Bills game. I know we're down on the Bills game, but you have to look at this Patriots team. They're six and six. They're a 500 team. They beat shitty teams. That's what they do. They beat bad teams. And the Cardinals are bad. Was Kyler Murray on the sidelines saying, let me throw the fucking ball because he's angry that his. Yes. Have you not Ooh, paid attention to the Cardinals? It did happen. He's that did happen. He's been screaming at his fucking coach all season long. DeAndre Hopkins has been looking at the board saying, hey, dickhead, I'm open. Throw me the ball. They're a fucking dumpster fire. The Patriots beat bad teams. The Cardinals are a bad team. Patriots win. Okay. We'll see. 26-24 Cardinals. Yeah, sure. Okay. Here's, my, here's, here's what I'll give you on this. If they do lose, uh, watch out. Because if they lose the Cardinals, they're staying out there in Arizona. Then they play the the Raiders next the week after that. You're going to lose the team. If they lose the fucking Cardinals, you're going to lose the team. You're going to lose the locker room. Then you play McDaniel's, who has has an axe to grind. The Raiders are climbing. They they're they're, they're climbing, and then all of a sudden they have a worse record than the Raiders. Right. They're only a game behind you. If uh, if you lose and they win, then they're right there. They're they're itching for the playoffs. You lose that game, then you got Dolphins, Bills. Bengals, you might not win for the rest of the season. Oh, and so five, baby. Oh, you, and five. You better win, and they will. And this is and this is what you need. The Patriots need uh, three wins to make the playoffs. They need nine wins, not ten. Everyone's saying ten. It's not ten. It's nine. The team ahead of you is the Jets. You own their tiebreaker. If they uh, if they get nine wins, Oof. you're in. Okay. If you get nine, they get nine. You're in. Here's the Jets. Let's do a little win loss game. Okay. Jets are now seven and five. They need three wins to make the playoffs if if the Patriots can can squeeze out three. They got the Bills this week. Boss. You marking this down, Ram? No, you can. Oh, I see you grabbing paper. Got it. Uh they got the the uh surging lions the week after that. Boss. Bobby. I think they beat the Lions. Um 
Loss. Uh-huh. Uh, you got the Jags. Loss. Win. I'll give them a win against the Jags. The Seahawks. I don't know if that's away or home for the Jets. Loss. Either way. Loss. I'll give a loss to the Jags. And you got a loss. loss. To the, uh, I'll give them a win against the Jags. I'll give them, I'll, however you want to slice it, I'll give you. I'll give the, the Jets two wins in the next five. That's fine. Anyone think they're going to win more than two? No. I think it's plausible. Okay. Here's the other team. It's a three-team race for that for that uh, final wildcard spot in the AFC. Chargers six and six. They need to get four wins. You hold the you hold the tiebreaker over the Chargers as well. Conference record. They need four basically to get to get past you. Chargers. Next game against the Dolphins. Win or loss? Loss. Loss. Then they got the Titans. Win. Loss. I think they lose. Chargers suck. Then they got the Colts. Win. Win. Then you got the Rams. Win. Win. And they got the Broncos. Win. Win. That's three, not four. There's your path right there. You got to beat the Cardinals. You got to beat the Raiders. Then you got to squeak one out against either the Bengals, Dolphins, or Bills. If you're the Patriots. That's it. Because I don't, I, I think that the other teams, I think the Chargers and I think that the, the Jets are going to lay down and die um, and give the Patriots a path to get there. Because the Chargers are a loser organization with a loser coach and what's kind of looking like a loser quarterback. Herbert hasn't proved a fucking thing in big time chances. And the Jets, Mike White's the flavor of the week of the Jets. So if you can get a win against the Cardinals, a win against the Raiders, uh, throw it up against the wall against the Bengals, Dolphins, and, uh, and Bills. My point is, season's not over. Nope. If you lose Monday, it is. Yep. Agreed. Well, that was easier than I thought. All right, quick break, and we'll do a, a, a quick dumpster fire power ranking. God, what is with you? Are you sick? The sneezing and the blowing the no of the nose. I'm coming down with something, I think. You're sick every other week. Yeah, your immune system's a pussy. Maybe I should start jerking off my right hand. Maybe that'll help my immune system. Possible. Science. Try it. Hey, got nothing to lose. Google that. Go. Okay, can we just do a quick we uh quick dumpster fire power ranking in the NFL? Absolutely. I'll give you the I'll give you the teams and some of my uh, uh reasonings on why they're a dumpster fire. If you have any more you want to throw in there, honorable mention, we can. But uh allow me to start because we only got a couple minutes left. Uh the Broncos. Uh, their worst offense in the league. Russell Wilson is dead. He ain't cooking anymore. Uh, nobody respects him. He's become a complete tool, and they paid him many, many millions of dollars and gave up many, many draft picks for him. The Commanders, uh, they are under FBI investigations for <laughs> for a lot of terrible, but terrible things. Their team is playing good. Oh, well, there's, there's a caveat there. Uh, it could affect the power rankings. The Cardinals just talked about them. They got a shithead quarterback. They got an incompetent coach. And uh, the team just seems to be uh, completely crumbling underneath them after what they start, 8 0 or something last year? Yeah. yeah they were <laughs> out there last year. But have you Googled Cliff Kingsbury's wife? I am aware of. Uh, I can't say I have. Well, Bobby, after this, you're welcome. She is an attractive blonde, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, save that one. The Rams. Sneaky little pick here. The Rams have a major Super Bowl headache, major Super Bowl hangover, a lot of injuries, 
A lot of, uh, uh, you know, just just poor play. This happened to him last time they made the Super Bowl. Sean McVay has talked about retiring after the core leaves. They have cap jail coming their way. Uh, Aaron Donald's talk about retiring. It looks like the beginning of the end for a very, very short-lived uh, L.A. Rams uh, uh, run uh, in the NFL at the top they of wanted, the NFL. But they wanted a championship. That's all they, they wanted to do. Got the chip. Okay, that could affect the, the power rankings. And then uh, the Colts. The Colts are on here because Jeff Saturday is their head coach, and he's an analyst. And lastly, the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots have landed on the dumpster fire list for everything we just talked about in the previous segment. Matt Patricia as their or for any team that has Matt Patricia as their offensive coordinator and offensive line coach lands on the dumpster fire list. Uh, Ray as the obvious one and the king of power rankings. Thank why you. don't you? Uh, why don't you give us your opinion here? Start from uh, the bottom up. What do we got? One, two, three, four. Is there six there? All right, so give us give us your honorable mention. Technically, number six. Uh, number six, I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah, you have a senile mm-hmm. head coach. Yes, you have that fat ass motherfucking piece of shit douchebag asshole Matt Patricia on the sidelines. But yet, you're still six and six. You're still smelling the playoffs. If you're as high hopes as Richard over there, so I'm going to put the Patriots at six. Okay, uh, who do you have at five? At five, I'm going to go to the Commanders because actually I think it's a blessing that the FBI is investigating them because that gets the owner out, but the team's playing good. So things are lining up well for the Commanders going forward. Uh, one more. Give me four. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go Cardinals because you have a shithead quarterback, but yet you play in Arizona, so no one really fucking cares about your team or your franchise or anything that goes on there because it's all old people that are retired and it's not a real fan base, so... Cardinals number four. Okay. Uh, Bobby, you got any gripes with this? Mm, my gripe would be Patriots being honorable mention. Yeah, I think Patriots are a little higher, and uh, uh, the Commanders are a little higher because they, they're the worst organization potentially in all of sports. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with them being five because <clears throat> their football product's okay, but like, I, I, I follow you, but yeah, my main gripe is Patriots not even in it. Okay. Uh, let's move forward, and then we'll just rip, and then we'll continue to rip it to shreds. Number three, uh, I'm gonna go Rams. Okay, I mean, you did win a championship, but yet you have a hangover, and you're in cab jail, so your future looks like shit. But hey, you did win the championship last year. So okay, just so we're understanding, number one is the worst. Yeah. Okay, obvious one. Keep 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 it rolling, bot bot. Uh, Colts number two because Jeff Saturday is an analyst and not a head of coach. So next year you're gonna have to address the head coaching needs, and you got a drunk as an owner or what does he do? Quaaludes or something? He's always fucked up. Yeah, Quinn. Hey, Quinn. What's up, man? Quinn. What's up, man? So yeah, I'm gonna go Colts number two. Okay. Because that's where Uh, Bobby says most importantly the quarterbacks go to die. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. Nope. And at number one, I'm going with the Broncos because Russ ain't cooking. That team's fucked. You spend a million. I think it's guaranteed money on Russ with that new contract. You gave up multiple draft picks. You are in a very tough division with the Kansas City Chiefs. That uh, the Walmart owners or kids that grant whatever. It's a Walmart owned team. You guys are fucked. You guys are just not going. Possibly the, right the worst trade in NFL history. Ooh, I agree. Would Geno Ooh, Smith looks better that's... than you do? That is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, hard to argue. Okay, Bobby, tell me what you think of this. 
I'm going, I'm going number one Broncos because I'm going to predicate a lot of this on the quarterback situation. You spend all that money in draft capital on a guy that's, that's toast and your head coach is, is not nearly capable of, of dragging them out of that situation. You can't hack it. hundred percent. I'm going Broncos there. I can't get past the I can't get past the Daniel Snyder bullshit. Commanders have to land number two. Yes, they're a nice story with Heineke there, but they started the year with Wentz. They've always traditionally made the wrong decision since 1994, whenever we bought the fucking team. Commanders are a fucking. But isn't that a good thing if Snyder gets? But isn't it good if Snyder? Yeah, but it hasn't happened yet. They've been threatening to do this for a decade. Hasn't happened yet. FBI That's ain't got it yet. That's why I put him up higher because I thought that would be a good thing. Sheriff, but I do not shoot. I'm going to go Colts next. Here's why. Uh, yes, Jeff Saturday is your coach, but that's not. you don't have a quarterback. You don't have a future. And your owner is a lunatic. You don't have a coach and you don't have a quarterback. That's a problem. Okay. Um, Get him a quarterback. After that, tough. After that, Tough. I think I'm going to go Cardinals, Patriots, Rams. You got to look at my sayings and then had to fucking flip it because you didn't like what I had to say. So therefore, you had to make it different. You look. The Cardinals have a quarterback. They just have a head case for a quarterback. If they can get a coach in there that can coach them, they got enough talent to be a really good team. Um, Patriots and Rams is close to me because they think the Patriots, Bill Belichick's really digging themselves a hole. However. The Rams are just going to have to completely blow up their team. That doesn't mean it's a dumpster fire. It just means you're starting over. Yeah. It gives Rams more of a pass. They they had a plan. They executed it, and it worked. And they had to have known that this was a possibility. The Patriots had a plan, executed it, and the plan fucking sucks. <laughs> fair enough. Um, uh, fair enough. Okay. Well, we're we're somewhere we're somewhere in that in that realm of Broncos Commanders. Broncos won. I think we're all in agreement. Well, that's all that matters. All right. Afternoon delight and a 30-second World Cup update after this. Skyrockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Does it have to be the whole 30 seconds? Quarterfinals uh, is set for the World Cup. Argentina versus the Netherlands. France versus England. Brazil, Croatia, Morocco, and Portugal. Uh, here, here are the headlines that I came up with. How is Argentina still alive? Just un-fucking-believable. How come Morocco beating Spain hasn't been discussed as the, the biggest upset? Well, there's no Messi on, on, uh, Spain. on that team. You, you try to say Spain, yeah. Actually, that game was fucking awesome to watch. Morocco is the best story going on right now. Morocco is the team you want to root for going forward. Because if you don't have a rooting interest in any other teams, Morocco is that di- the team that shouldn't be there. Should, is playing they're the, the underdogs. Yeah. Now, rom- the now remind me, uh, they also hate women. Maybe. Allegedly. Call it a mild disdain. Allegedly. Hate so they just don't respect them. I didn't see any Moroccan female fans in the stands during that uh, matchup against Spain. They have a home to keep, Raymond. They're very busy. And they don't have dentists, apparently, over there in Morocco either, because those gentlemen's teeth were disgusting. 
Ronaldo benched for Portugal after signing $200 million two-year deal. If you want to get mad at the Bogarts, just take a look at Ronaldo. Who who they who do you sign with Some the Saudis? Saudi Al-Halil, something like that in he's Saudi get, Arabia. He's getting Saudi money, right? Uh, uh-huh. yo, he yeah. don't give a fuck. He got benched, right? He got benched on his club uh, team, then got benched by his international team, and the then Portugal takes $200 team, million a year. What a fucking asshole. Winning! Uh, that France-England matchup... Um, that's gonna be that, awesome. There, there's some nice game. white history to, to to really dig deep into. Mm-hmm. Go France. That's, there you go. Uh, only assholes are rooting for. Eh, they're all assholes in that one. Uh, okay, so Ray, you're uh, your team Morocco. I'm Croatia. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go uh, Mediterranean uh, Mediterranean flavor. Let's go. Let's go Croatia or ne- or the Netherlands. I could I could get behind Netherlands win. They've never won. Uh, well, big you know, never big won. soccer uh, country. Give me there. Brazil. I'm pro South America. Fucking Brazil. Come on. Give me Brazil. So is Bobby's going for the favorite. Is Brazil the favorite? Or is it Argentina? They're, they're like odds right now. Couldn't be favorite. Argentina. They no, they, they, they lost suck. the biggest upset in the history of sports world. Yeah, they shouldn't even be there. <laughs> I can't even I can't believe they're there. FIFA fucking I hate you. crooks. I hate you. All right. Simplest minds of the week right after this. I'm not even gonna show you my tits. Are you stupid or something? Thomas is stupid as a stupid noise. And here we are, right back to Ray's opening take, Mr. Uh, President, Mr. Joe Biden, on the losing effort of a uh, of a trade negotiation with uh, Mother Russia. Brittany Griner is free. Hashtag free Brittany uh, is no longer in a slave camp in Russia for oh, a little perfect. weed, for a little weed in her backpack. She got uh, traded for... Uh, the uh, Merchant of Death. Fuck. What's his name? Victor. Keep talking. Uh, Nicholas Cage. For any of you movie movie buffs out there, um, bad trade. So Victor for Bout. Victor Boot. Bout. What did I say? Boof. Um, for anyone paying attention to the story, uh, this Biden was holding out, playing hardball. He not only wanted Brittany Griner, he also wanted the uh, United States Marine. Um, God, why don't I write these names down? You know how bad I am with names. Matt US something. Marine. Sullivan. No. <laughs> uh, and uh, it came down to it. Uh, couldn't get him. Couldn't get him. So he's being held on espionage by Russia. Uh, so I guess that's a little bit of a higher charge than weed over there. Uh, so. But you still give up the merchant of death for Brittany Griner. I think Jerry Thornton put it best. Yes, the WNBA is going to gain 100 or so extra viewers for Brittany Griner's first game back in the WNBA, but was it worth it? No. Was it worth it? What do you think the look on this Victor guy's face when somebody comes in and tells him that he's out? Do you think he was getting daily updates about this as it comes? Or just one day this guy's walking in and they're like, hey, buddy, you're out. And they're like, oh, what happened? They trade you for a basketball player. Nice. Oh, was it LeBron yeah. James? What? No. Yeah. Did he play? What is he? Does he play for the Heat? Uh, no, she plays for some team that nobody knows. She? <laughs> this very, very good for Victor. You stupid fucking Americans, I'm out. Good, 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 good. Basketball pussy. I've made many anyway. connections in jail. I sell many guns, kill many people. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, on the other real side of it, Brittany Griner, unfortunately, was a prisoner of war. If Ukraine and Russia didn't break out of war at that exact time, she wouldn't have been in jail. So it, yeah, it they was... wouldn't have cared. It was just this power struggle to show that they had to show how tough they were because they were starting a war. It was an absolute fucking geopolitical move and she got caught in the middle of it and it sucks for her but also don't be a fucking idiot don't don't bring weed in like in in your backpack in russia 
Like that's a dumb fucking move. And uh, look, she idea. served her penance for a dumb move. I think probably. I don't. I think Russian jail for some weed for a year is pretty good. Um, but yeah, giving up the merchant of death. That's an L. That's an L for Joe, for yep. old uh, President Sleepy Joe. I got a couple other ones on here. I know you disagree with this next one, Raymond, but I put Deion Sanders on the simplest minds of the week. Um, head coach uh, in, a, in, in an all-black university, sells out, goes to fucking Colorado for an all-white university, brings his son, just places him sons. right into the into the quarterback parole, and then blows out anybody else who doesn't want to be there, which whatever, they suck. It just, I don't know. He did an interview on 60 Minutes or one of these shows about how important it was for the work that they were doing. He was at the school for three years. They were getting publicity. They were getting better players. They were getting more opportunity. They were getting more They're money. Getting legitimate recruits. Any type of competition towards you know the major sports leagues, including college football, uh, I think is good. And then at the first opportunity, you got a $5 million paycheck, and uh, he bolted. Yeah, just like simple minds in... Yeah, you know, just be a little more enlightened, Dion. Prime time. Just hang on. Hang on for a little bit. Maybe hang on for like a for a SEC job. I could I could see if LSU calls him up and says, Hey Dion, why don't you come play with the big boys? University of Colorado, you're gonna sell your soul for University of Colorado. Just don't be such a blowhard. If you if you got into coaching because you want to move up the ladder, that's fine. But just don't talk about Jackson State like you're like you're there to save the program. You're not. You're there as a stepping stone and you did what you wanted to do. Yeah, that's it. You you put it better than I did, uh, Bobby. Raymond, your dis your disagreement. All he said was that no job here is yours. You're not given just because you're on the team this year. It doesn't mean you're going to be on the team next year. He's basically saying you got to earn your spot, and if you don't want to do that, there are transporters over there. Have at it. That's the only thing he said. That's why I don't think what he said he's was putting, wrong. He's pointing out the dirty part of college athletics that those scholarships are, they're not given. They, they, those yeah. kids got to earn them. Yeah. Oh, I see. Ray, you weren't paying attention. See, we weren't talking about him blowing out the Colorado kids. We were talking about him selling out in Jackson State to go to a D1 school after all of his fucking high, high antics in the media about how important it was, all the work he was doing there. Who gives a fuck? He's getting paid. Yeah, you're an idiot, too. You land on the list with Dion. No, uh, speaking of shitty college uh, athletes, Ohio State, Jackson Smith. I'm not going to try and pronounce that because I'm going to get in trouble. Najiba? Smith and Jigba. <laughs> sure. Uh, he <laughs> declares for the NFL, uh, right before the college playoffs, Ohio State. Just, I just want, uh, whether it's this kid or we've seen this before, your opinion on the uh, early declare declarations and should they play in the bowl game? Should they not? Do you have an opinion on that? Show me the money. Do I care about a national championship? At least you're, cons at least you're nope. a consistent con. Nope. Give me that money, baby. If he played the whole season, then yeah, he'd be an asshole. But his season ended a while ago. He hasn't played a game in months, so I understand. He's not going to come back for the bowl game. It's a little but different. That is different, and I didn't uh, bother to look up his situation. So you, what's Rich, your, what about, we don't do college football. No, we don't do college football. What about on a whole, though? Here's my opinion. Play the fucking game. Play the game. Karma comes back to get you. Christian McCaffrey sat out. He's been injured basically his entire NFL career. Karma's a bitch. I believe in it. Uh, if you're if you're good to play and you got something at stake and your team's counting on you, go play. That's what you do. Yeah. I want the money. I don't want to get injured in the national to blow up my ACL, affect my stock in my uh, in the NFL draft, and then not get the millions of dollars that I deserve. That's why you're a loser. Thank you. 
And speaking of losers, Atlanta Hawk announcer Bob Ratbun took a fucking digger uh, on the on the broadcast the other night. This fucking poor guy. Uh, they're doing. A, I don't know if it was post game or pre game or something. He's doing. Dom, he was doing with Dominique Wilkins and the video. Didn't even make it through the game. As I texted you, I give myself credit. Pat in the back. I did not laugh the first time I saw this. Uh, it was bullshit. On, it was. <laughs> I yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, I okay. smirked. I smiled. I made sure that he wasn't like stroking out and died. And then I learned out that he had dehydration and then went into some type of stroke type style dance. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. lost, lost consciousness. The just the visual of it, like. <laughs> it's awesome. Listen, so send that guy funny. a shirt that says "Keep it level." <laughs> okay, and it fits right into our general. Uh, yeah, simple minds, uh, a stupendous medical emergency on camera. <laughs> hey, Bobby, keep it level, dude. Hydrate, have fun. Yeah. Fucking have a cup of water, guy. <laughs> Dominique Wilson, look at he's like Bob says his piece, and then Dominique sitting just a little bit in front of him. So I don't think he did see him, but either he gave like a fake glance back, like you do when you're in a conversation to see, like make What's it look doing? like yeah, you're yeah. In, in a conversation. He didn't react. He didn't, he didn't do a goddamn thing. Old Bobby's, old Bobby's shaking it out like he's in a thriller video, and Dominique's just giving the, giving the lowdown on the fucking Trey Young. Hydrate, <laughs> oh. yeah. have fun, Bob. I've never seen someone that's dehydrated have a seizure like that. Well, it's not going to be you today. The amount of water you've been drinking. Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that. Yeah, that is a lot of water. My body is my temple. That's why I need water to. I can see it. In, your tits temple. are leaking. This has been the Simple Minds Sports Show. <laughs> hey, nice shirt, Ray. Is that for sale? Yep. Great. Where can you get it? Uh, SimpleMindsports.com. Oh, boy. Uh, this has been the Simple Minds Sports Show. Friday Rewind, December 9th. We'll see uh Yeah, we'll see you next week. It's not Christmas yet. Bye-bye. No, not see me. What else? No, I'll be here in spirit. Finally. I'll be in Vegas. Okay. Ooh, maybe we'll get the queen. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, yeah. Nah, fuck that. It's just you and me, Bobby, next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>
Probably. If I had an intruder right here, I got Bill. Pop a Bill. beer and then stab him. Break yeah. into Rich's house. In that see order. If this works. Yeah. Not, oh, you drink not Bill. Crystal? I can't deal with an armed man. <laughs> Sorry. Click clack, motherfucker. I'll show him my, my booby stabber and he'll just shoot me in the face. Probably. He'd shoot you in the face regardless, I think. Well, it's because I'm ugly. See how it comes full circle, how everything just came right together. You're drinking water. I have basketball practice tonight, my first one. I got to meet the parents. Oh, my God. I don't want to be that guy smelling like <clears throat> fucking Jesus's water. You All know? right, well, let's just apologize <laughs> to the listeners right now. It's going to you know, it's gonna be a quite boring show, Ray's all uh, lubed up on the Yagua. I'm amped up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're so much more fun when you've got one and a half double IPAs in you. That's the sweet spot. One oh, and a I half. I know. Oh, I know what it is. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> the perfect gum, get- my friend. When you get looted up on your fucking gummies, that's when things go sour and silent. But one one and a half uh, double IPAs, and we we get prime Ray. The triple IPA game changer. Nah, it's that, too much. It's too that much. Interview, then, that remember that interview we did about the Boston movies that we were on that show. I remember a thing from that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that that was the ten a.m. one? Yeah. It was, uh, it was true time traveling. <laughs> true time traveling. Triple IPA at 10 a.m. does sound like a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's first step, right? Admitting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just, I'm not going to admit that. Not at okay. all. Okay, me either. <laughs> uh, what do you say we start the show? Speaking of problems, uh, the uh, Simplified Sports Show, latest and the greatest in New England sports. Feels like an angry show coming up. Feels like we've got a lot of anger to 